Thankfully, we have plenty of karaoke sort of stuff 
around here, Beckles, Lowy, or Lower Staff, Norwich. Or actually in Norwich, there, I don't know if it's still open, there is like a club that is a karaoke club bar type place. Oh. And you, you go in and get drinks and then you can go down to these very seedy looking rooms, like PVC furniture. And one of the rules is you're not allowed to have sex in the rooms. Yeah, it's a bit weird because that kind of implies that somebody has. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But you go in there and you you have your little karaoke party with your mates for an hour or so or half an hour, whatever it is. I've only done it once. It was enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I made the mistake of uh, when I organised my sister's hen party, we had um, karaoke room thingy. It was called a sing shack and it was based at the upstairs of the walkabout in uh, Nottingham. Mm. And um, it was something ridiculous, like £2 for an hour per person, but like a fiver if you had two hours. Uh, no, like right. it was cheaper than that if you had two hours. I can't do maths. It's I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> oh, help me. Oh, God. The episode's already just... No. Anyway, um, so uh, meaning to book two hours, I accidentally booked three hours, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It was quite honestly the longest time I've ever just sat there and thought, what what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's like for the first sort of half hour, 45 minutes, it's pretty funny. And then a couple of people disappeared and then a couple of other people kept going out for cigarettes. So it ended up just being the same sort of four of us singing things. And it's like I'm running out of songs I actually know the tune to. Um, Shall we just sing I'm Every Woman again? Or <laughs> I would have liked to have heard you sing that. That would have been fun. What did we do? I think I, because it was a, what the hell was it, a birthday or a, a Hindu or something? Whoever it was, I, I, I forced the uh, person of honour, if you like, uh, to sing Summer Nights with me. But they had to sing the Danny part. I wasn't. Oh, see, I had quite a lot, when I was younger, I had quite a low voice for a girl. So being at a girl's school, any sort of like lower parted bit of song, Stace will do that. Oh, I want to be the man again. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when we did um, like a production type, well, it wasn't really a production because it was just a couple of us singing two or three songs from The Lion King. But I got, oh, The Lion King. I, well, I was Zazu, wasn't I? So I <laughs> I was I was the one going. Well, you'll never be a king of beasts with quite so little hair. hair. <laughs> Just like a knob up the back. Yeah, that was pretty sad, actually. Oh, that would have been fun to see too. I would have liked that. <laughs> anyway, anywho, let's not talk about karaoke anymore because one of us will end up singing again. Let's talk. So you. <laughs> shut up! Yeah, shut up. <laughs> let's talk Thought Bubble. Yay! Let's do that. Yay! Let's do that. How good was Thought Bubble? Eh? Bloody brilliant this year, wasn't it? I had so much fun. Wasn't it though? And I think all the panic that I had about the Doctor Who thing actually was completely needless because we had a little Doctor Who pizza party in our yep. hotel room, and it was <laughs> been brilliant. <laughs> it was so much fun. I was amazed, actually, apart from. <laughs> Apart from whenever Billy Piper was on telly. <laughs> and how quiet we all were. <laughs> Every now and then, Billy Piper fucking ate her. Why did she have to eat her shit? I just can't even... Okay, let's talk Doctor Who for a little bit. What did you what did you think? Like so let's set the scene for everybody who was not in our in our hotel room. Not in our hotel room. Oh how kinky. No. So we've just um, <laughs> So we've just done a day at a con, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. So we get back, 
we had uh, a couple of games of Spider-Man Uno, which was hilarious for Spider-Man. And that's going to have to become like a thought board tradition, I think. That's definitely going to be the thing. Talk about Tourette. I mean, our, our, our <laughs> range of swearing and the, and the language we strung together. I'll tell you what, card games are worse, didn't they? What did I call you? Deck of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> they were card themed sometimes, I must say. But <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah, we had a couple of rounds of Uno, didn't we? And then there was a big debate about what we were going to eat. Chinese or pizza, Chinese or pizza. But then it turned out the Chinese was like, oh, you know that chair main that you can get for four fifty in Great Bar? How about £9? Oh, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you buy Chinese place. I'm blatantly having pizza now. I enjoyed that as well. Oh, pizza yeah. express. That was, a good, that was good pizza. So we had pizza and there was me and you who was sharing the room and yeah. Clarky and Paul Richardson. Yes. Ooh done a watch of Doctor Who, and I thought it was ruddy brilliant. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I am not a huge Who fan. In fact, I didn't really watch any of the last series. Because mm-hmm. I just... Matt Smith is great and all that, but I got a bit bored. A bit bored. I, think, I think I've said this like a bazillion times, but I am so glad that they've just announced that the next series won't have the gap in the middle. So oh, that's right, yeah. I'm quite excited for this next series because I think that's going to make it infinitely better because there's not going to be... Like, there'll be more time to build up to stuff. There'll be more more of an arc in storyline, I would imagine. Yeah. I still... Like, as much as I enjoyed this episode, because I thought John Hurt was amazing. So um, good. And so the chemistry good. between him and Smith and Tennant. And was Tennant. Oh, so, so good. So fucking tits. Oh, Chinny. Oh, bless what? him. <laughs> Bless his little cottony chin. Bless his little cotton socks or his sand sand shoes. Bless his little sand shoes. Um, (laughs) But um, I like as much as I enjoyed the the overall episode, and there were plot holes, but I really don't give a stuff because it was fucking brilliant. Like the scope and the the effects and the idea, and it was all brilliant. I have two little niggles, and the first is Clara because I still. I still don't care. It's not necessarily that I think she's crap or anything. It's just, I don't know. Rich very sensibly summed it up when we got back because um, he watched it while I was at Thought Bubble as well. And so we got back and had a nice, lovely discussion about it as we watched it for a second time. Um, <laughs> and um, he, he summed it up really well because he said that the, the problem with Clara is that she was written much more as a plot device than a character with a personality. Yeah. So it's really hard to dislike her or like her in any real way because she was just a thing for a really yeah. long time, so she hasn't yeah. really developed in any manner. Um, and I've got to agree with that, because I don't hate her at all. I don't. I do not hate her, but there's, like, nothing about her that I, that I think stands out in any way either. No, I just... Mm, I've watched some of it with Clara, but because I, I never understood her, and then I missed everything towards the end about what she actually was. Oh. So that threw me. I kind of got something to do with the TARDIS, and then she was scattered through time, which is weird. Oh, yeah, I don't know. you know. Actually, she dived into the Doctor's time stream to save him from the Great Intelligence, and that caused her to get sort of spread all over his time stream, past and future. Isn't that kind of ironic? Because it's not a really a greatly intelligent thing to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I like the actress, and I quite like yeah. the character of Clara. She's pretty cool. But uh, you're right, it's. There's not much you really want to hang on to and care about. She's quite funny. I find her funny. She's yeah. a bit too quick talking for me. I yeah. find I want to sort of slow her down a bit. I'm like, calm down, love. It's not a race. 
<laughs> and of course, my other problem with the episode was Billy Piper. <laughs> Because <laughs> fucking hell, like I don't, I honestly, how did she ever get an acting gig? She can't, like, she's just, <sighs> it's just nonsense. It's nonsense. It was just, <sighs> it, it was so much fun to watch that with you. Just fucking stop it. She's just shit. <laughs> just what? Why is she on the telly? Why? Uh, yeah, All I could think that. of was teeth. Just teeth. Yeah, yeah. The dental, the dental work that she's had done hasn't actually really like done anything to improve no. what's going on in her mouth. Really <laughs> hasn't. Didn't help her speech either at all. No, I think she looks like she's got a mouth guard in when she talks. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Which is a bit weird. Mm. Uh, but overall, I thought the episode was like properly amazing. And it was, yeah. Oh, oh Tom Baker at the end. I know. I mean, I quite, I quite like your theory. On that one, I'm sure it was you who said it. <laughs> I don't remember having any theories. Refresh my memory. I've been, you know. Was it? Was it? Um, what was it? That could it possibly be? Oh no, because the one that you said was about River, because we talked about could Tom Baker be the Doctor's final incarnation, mm-hmm. and that's sort of how he, you know, he stays at to live out the rest of his years as the caretaker, because we were having this whole discussion about well, isn't it the last regeneration? that the Doctor's having now, and I think you said something about River gave up all of her... Oh, yeah, he get, well, she gave things. up a lot of her regenerations. Didn't yeah. she? We don't we don't actually know how many times she regenerated before being River. Yeah. It's at least yeah. twice, isn't it? Because she was the little girl in the spacesuit, and yeah. she was and Melody. She was, yeah. So, so at, least, at least two she's had herself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that means there's the potential for like eleven for us to give to him. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that should work out well then. That should, no, they'll get themselves out of that with no problem. But I, I thought Tom Baker was lovely at the end. Oh, me really, too. Really I mean, he's, he's kind of terrifying to look at now. But yes, yes, he's, he's, like, a, he's like a giant goldfish. Like he's just all, <laughs> all bald eyes and, and yeah, flapping jowls. Yeah. It's like wow, he's like a like a big. Pulp. He's a creepy old man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. terrifying. But I kind of love him. But no, I just, the only thing I didn't really like was Queen Elizabeth the mm. First, um, and I didn't realise till later that, that that wasn't that the same actress who was in Gavin and Stacey, and she plays Stacey. I have absolutely no idea. I'd check it, but I can't be asked. I'll just let someone else correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> Jeanette will do that for you. <laughs> someone will do it. Um, but she's about the only thing I didn't really like about. But everything else I thought was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And then did you watch that special that Peter Davison did with um, Sylvester McCoy? Um, No, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, so I probably will try and catch it at some stage. It was very, very funny, especially, uh, well, I'll let you watch. I don't want to spoil it for you because it was was really good fun. But you should try and catch that one if you can because he he did a brilliant job of writing that and doing it. So much fun. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, but that was just a great, uh, as a great pizza night party. It night. really was. It really was. So now that we've got the Doctor Who elephant in the room out the way, yes. So let's talk about the con. The actual con itself. Oh, Whoa. good Whoa. times. Good times. I always, um, I always get a bit wary before I go to a con because I always think, am I going to do that thing where I just go to the people that I want to see and then spend hours just wandering around aimlessly like bored now? But no, um, but no, that was not at all the case. Partially because everybody I wanted to talk to had cues up the fucking yin yang, and that was so annoying because I still didn't get to see Fiona Staples, and it's the second time I've not been out with her because because last year she was poorly, so technically 
no one's fault apart from the bad food she ate. But um, yeah, that's the second time I didn't get to see her. I managed to uh, to sneak in with her on the Sunday just after you'd gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to her queue to see what it was like, and they were basically splitting it into two queues, and they were saying, right, if you want a sketch, get on this side. If you just want a signature, get on this side. And the yeah. signatures, what she was doing was three signatures and then a sketch, and then oh, three good. so that she could get the queue down a bit faster. Yes. So um, I was quite lucky because when I got there, there were only two people in front of me getting a signature. So I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> See, you know, what, forward planning, that would have been a good idea on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, hindsight, eh? Um, I think that Saturday I should pretty much just write off trying to see anybody that I really want to see on a Saturday because it's not going to help well I mean aside from Kelly Sudaconic Sudaconic, we'll we'll broach that topic (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she's the only person I actually managed to get to who I was like super desperate to see who I haven't seen before um, on the Saturday because I couldn't get near Matt Fraction in fact I didn't get near Matt Fraction at all on the Sunday either and yeah, Fiona Staples was a Sunday, and Fabio Moon and Gabrielle Barr were a Sunday as well. Yeah. But we got to see a lot of Jamie Smart on the Saturday, because that was his yes. one-day appearance, wasn't it? We did. I am so great. sad that I didn't manage to catch up with him like afterwards. Yeah. Because I really wanted to pounce on him for a proper hug, because it's really difficult to hug someone across a convention table, is what I've learned. <laughs> now let's make this clear for the ladies and gentlemen listening it's not that you launched yourself at him no he initiated the hug he actually stood up and like gave it the kind of oh i need to hug you look and gave yeah. you the hug it was good that was I, I you know i stood awkwardly by and watched it <laughs> I always have this really awkward thing when um when I go to cons and I talk to people who I've either like interviewed on the podcast or like chatted to on Twitter or something because yeah. I just want to be that one who just walks up and goes yeah I'm Stacey like you should know who I am but yeah. uh, similarly I don't want to sort of like just go up and get my book signed and wander off and be like oh we didn't know who I was <laughs> I don't really know how to broach it I'm like do I just wander up and go I think you might know me maybe perhaps you remember who I am. See, I think that the amount of times I tweet, people think they they must, you know, if I say my Twitter name, they must know who I... They don't. <laughs> the, the amount of tweets they must get, um, they, they obviously don't. And then I just feel a little bit less special. Um, <laughs> See, this is the benefit of having a podcast, is that yeah. if you have been on the show, they tend to know who you are. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we went to... we. Oh, God, how bloody gorgeous is, uh, is Kochi one of us? Yeah, I know. I haven't read it all yet. It's in the stack to read, but just oh, flicking. I, um, I had the Monday off work after the con, and I read I read Kochi then. For those who don't know, this is um, Jamie Smart's latest book, and you should totes totes buy it. It is absolutely so delightful. It's like fancy hardback. Hardback? Mm. Why do I keep dropping the <laughs> What's wrong with me? I said Doctor Who earlier. <laughs> anyway, is it because you're Brummy? <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't <laughs> normally drop my H's as this, but uh, anywho. Anywho. <laughs> anywho. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a delightfully fancy hardback that's, oh God, it's just so gorgeous. I can't even describe how bloody beautiful this book is. Like, yeah. I just, when I picked it up, because we went, we swung by the table beforehand to get a copy so that we didn't have the embarrassment of having to, like, pay him money. <laughs> we wanted to look like we'd prepped a bit and, you know, got the book beforehand. Yeah. Like Although it was only, like, half an hour. Half an hour. But that's, <laughs> that's not the point. 
Yeah, I read it on the Monday, and it's just like because it's all sort of that sort of like almost it's like an orangey sketchbooky kind of look with like little sketchy drawings. Yeah, it's all kind of um, aged, isn't it? Like yeah. Insane. It's wonderful, and um, it's like oh, it's really hard to describe because it's kind of like, as well as being beautiful, it has a very open ending. But it's like it's really funny, it's really clever, and it's really cute. But it's also like really dark and disturbing. <laughs> and there's like these underlying themes about friendships and and fitting in, and oh, it's just oh, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> what I really want is for for Jamie to release like a collected corporate school when it's finished. I hope he does because I've not been able to keep up with it and it's just bloody hilarious. And I put friends onto it as well. So and good. It's so good. So, so, I mean, I took, um, <laughs> I took all my, some of the books in to show my uh, production manager and friend at work and I showed her coaching. She loved it. And I said, I need to show you um, Ubu Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little strange. It's a little out there. Bit, bit, it's a bit dark. It's a bit sweary. <laughs> yeah. I said, but but give it a go. I wouldn't let your niece or nephew go near it, even though it looks all cartoony and lovely. Um, <laughs> but she uh, she didn't get a chance to read it properly. But what she looked through said, "Yeah, bit weird, isn't it? Lovely artwork, but bit weird." My my art editor was the same. I said, "If you want something fancy to read, and you you know while you wait for work to come in, have a read of Boo 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 Boo. It's brilliant." <laughs> I love it so much. When um. When we did the interview with Jamie for Comic Racks, he did uh, a little drawing for me that I had uh, I had framed and I put up on the wall. And it's a little picture of Ubu Boo Boo, but he's wearing my glasses and it says Ubu stays Boo Boo, she say twadge, which I thought was <laughs> just the greatest picture I've ever had in my life. Because <laughs> who doesn't love the word twadge? I know. <laughs> I have um, Lushkin as one of my desktop pictures at work, and it's just Lushkin saying lots of naughty words, like flag and boobies and flaps and, and things. <laughs> what, um, what did what did Jamie write in your book? Because he was um, when he was signing everybody's books, he did a little head sketch of Lushkin. I got a he full did. Lushkin because I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was again mildly jealous. But we'll get to the main reason of that one later. No, um, I got hope. Uh, well, hope no. Hi Jenny. Hope you enjoy the book. What I done? Spelled D U N. Art <laughs> Jamie with a Lushkin with two exclamation points in his speech bubble. Oh, lovely. Because I... Was it... Oh, was it boobies in mine or bum flaps? It was one of the two. It was, wasn't, it, wasn't it boobies, but it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling it was boobies. It was boobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Jamie so much. What else did we do? So we saw those people. That was really cool. We did. Um, um, yeah, we popped over to Bevis Musson's table. We did. Um, Done a spot of colouring in. <laughs> I thought that was just terrific fun colouring in for that amount of time, and I I love the photo that Laura took of us. Oh, it's brilliant! What was the uh, what's the name of the the publishing company that was Improper Books? There you go. They um they had a table, and uh, the delightful Bevis, his newest um book, Night and Dragon. So good. I I read that on the Monday as well. It's quite good. It's quite and it's so clever. It must have been quite a headache in some ways to do it as well because it's like the old fantasy adventure books you know choose your own adventure mm-hmm. so you'd read page whatever and then it'll say if you want to do this go to page nine if you want to do this go to page 21 or whatever and night and dragon is in that style there's no no speech it's all done in illustration and it's so bright colorful and lovely and it really is an all ages book as well mm-hmm. which is great and i just love it i feel sorry for the night though 
Whose story, whose story did you follow? You... I am um, well. I read all. I read all of them one after another. But I started with the dragon, obviously. I started. <laughs> I started with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that neither of us picked a human. So <laughs> <Like>, do <laughs> you guys? Oh, for the horse. Uh, oh God. Yeah. No. Like I got to admit, I am not a, like I when I was younger and I wasn't. I don't think I've ever read one of those Choose Your Own Adventure books. Oh. So I found it a bit of a struggle. I was like, oh, piss, I want to go backwards now. And I got a little bit mad at it. But um, Bevis's delightful, delicious art made up yeah. for the fact that I was getting slightly annoyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we did, we did get him to do a couple of sketches for us as well. Oh, we did. See, this is why I sat down and coloured in, because Bevis was doing quite possibly... <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous sketch. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure as to whether he's been asked to draw anything quite so bonkers, but um, we were at his table having a chat with the lovely Dion, who came up with the idea of. Um, for those who don't know, Bevis did um, some self-published comics called the Dead Queen Detectives, and mm-hmm. it's all um, literally what it says on the tin: Dead Queens being detectives. You buy that. It's really great. You should he's buy got it. An, he's got an omnibus edition. Oh, it's it's flipping splendid, is what it is. So, um, so Dion comes up with the idea of the Deadpool Queen detective, <laughs> and so and so given that brief, Bevis draws uh, Deadpool dressed as was it Queen Victoria? It was Queen Victoria, yeah. <laughs> Queen Victoria with a speech bubble saying, "I would so do me right now." <laughs> brilliant i love bevis's art style it's so so bevis like you just you see that you know that's there's no way you'd mistake it for anybody else's art that no, is no, exactly. beautiful and yeah. he knows how to draw a briefcake in a dress he does <laughs> i picked up a commission that i'd already ordered from him ages ago before which is a big disney commission because uh, i was i went to orlando to disney world we won't dwell on that one um <laughs> for a couple of weeks so i asked him to do me at disney not you know what I mean? Draw me at Disney World Magic Kingdom <laughs> in front of the castle with all of the villains. No, none of the goody two-shoes, all of the villains, because I love the villains. And, oh, my goodness, it's so good. It's so good. I was so, so excited by the fact that he included Madam Mim. Madam Mim! I can love Madam Mim, the marvellous Madam Mim. <laughs> and I love that his excuse was, and he didn't even need an excuse because she's so bloody brilliant, is that he needed a short character to stand in front. And it's like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's mad, mad, mad and mim. Why wouldn't you put mad Why mim? wouldn't you? <laughs> so that was really great. And then I, I, I did ask him to do me another in my book and I got him to do me uh, Black Canary. And he did Black Canary in the style I appreciate and prefer. Classic with the fishnets. <laughs> Pre fifty two. Pre fifty two. Uh, fucking fifty two. <laughs> let's let's not let's not, not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, hmm. But um, whilst in proper books, I could, did you pick up the other books? Because I got Porcelain and Butterfly Gate, which do you know? I'm still yet to finish. I ran out of budget because they were just books that I'd planned to get on the Sunday if I still had Dosh. I did yeah. not still have Dosh. <laughs> Mostly because when I asked Bevis to do a sketch of Deadpool Queen Detective, I didn't realise it was going to cost me <laughs> 20 quid. So I thought he was going to do a sketch, not on like an ink to draw it. Not that I mind because it's fucking no. and, uh, yeah. and I bloody love it. If, yeah. uh, if I can figure out how to embed pictures on my... Oh, your parlor page. I'll try and put them up, but I'm not very good at computers, as we've discovered tonight. So, <laughs> well, you you got given the briar 
free beating. Um, what do they call it? Preview. That's the word. The preview comic for Briar. Because mm-hmm. that just looks beautiful. I haven't got around to looking at that yet, which I really need to do. I've not read it. I've just flicked through it. And I was watching um, Chris Wild Goose, who, who's the illustrator. Mm-hmm. And I was watching him sketch one of the uh, pieces of artwork that I think is going in the in the book itself. And I'm mildly jealous of his talent. In fact, it makes me want to vomit all over him, really. Um, sure. But it's, I know, I know. He'll, he'll understand and appreciate, I'm sure. But no, Briar looks beautiful, and as does Butterfly Gate and Porcelain, which I'm yet to read and finish. But I did read Night and Dragon. Well done, me. Yay. Pat <laughs> on back. I always do that thing when I go to comms where I pick up loads of stuff, and I think, yeah, I'm going to read that instantly, and then it's just sat there, and next year, by Thought War, I'll be like, hmm. Maybe I'll take that for the train ride. Yeah, I know. Still, still got stacks and stacks to read in Bristol. <laughs> that, that, that was about a year ago. <laughs> and all Don't. of last year's thought bubble things. Anywho. <laughs> but at least you've read Night and Dragon. <laughs> but I've read Night and Dragon, and that was that was great. And we got to sit down and do some colouring in with some wax crayons. And they were Crayola wax crayons. They're fucking difficult to colour with, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when I was a kid having such a struggle with crayons, but god damn it's hard to stay inside the lines. <laughs> Jeez. I tell you what, some of the kids who did uh, who did colouring before us really showed us up. <laughs> yeah. Mad, mad crayon colouring skills. Gits. Children. <sighs> Shouldn't be allowed at a colouring table. No, it it's, it's rude. It, it's rude, and it didn't help that every now and then they would say, you know, Come and colouring in for kids. Like, don't say that when we're sat here doing it. <laughs> you know, colouring in for the children. Okay, we're not obviously. To, don't say it when we're here. You know. I thought we were bringing more um, interest to the table. I think personally. Yes. Uh, yes, we were. Definitely. <laughs> like like booth babes, but yeah. maybe um, <laughs> a bit more special. <laughs> yeah, special. Yes. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Anyway, just a little bit. Moving so, swiftly on. Indeed. On the Saturday as well, we got to meet um, the man we affectionately referred to as Turtles Guy for a large portion of the weekend because we forgot to look at his name tag on the table. Oh, God, I think I might have his card in my wallet, or did I take it John, out? It's John Paul in it. Um, that- I, don't, I don't know how you say his surname, though, because it's spelt like the word dove, but with a B, so I don't know if it's bove or bove or something else entirely, like boove. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I, know. I think we should go with Bove because I think that sounds better. I think it sounds better as Bove because let's Bo- go with Bove. Bove sounds a little bit too harsh, but maybe that's yeah. just, but that's just um, me. But he but was he, utterly delightful, wasn't he? He but, was. I lo- yeah, that was, yeah, was really nice chatting with him. And I mostly looked at the artwork on the other table and let you have at it. But he was really, really sweet, and he took so much time to to stop and talk to you as well, which was cool. Yeah, and he really, uh, he was really nice about indulging my rant rambles about the turtles like constantly because um we the, the reason I, I should probably explain this to people who don't know john paul Booth is he writes for the comic that is based on the nickelodeon cartoon but he also does like coloring and stuff on other comics as well and what drew me to his table was a lovely turtles print which i had to sort of purchase because don was at the front and uh, and i think that's how our conversation started i was like oh donnie's at the front of this one and he was like of course he is he's the best <laughs> yeah you're my kind of guy um that was then, actually how the conversation started <laughs> he was such a lovely chap and um he pointed me in the direction on the sunday of um 
Jack Lawrence, who mm. uh, is amazing. And I think I got like the best Donatello sketch in the world from him, <laughs> which was another expense I hadn't been planning on. But I do not care because it is tits. Again, Did you post that one? Because I don't think I saw it. I did. I popped. I think it's on Facebook. I'll um, have to look for it again. And maybe I did like it. I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was very naughty good. me. But, um, <laughs> he's actually. He actually works on the Nickelodeon show. So it's. It's like the sketch is very on point to the. Mm. The model of the show, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like John was so. Uh, John. John Paul. I'm referring to. <laughs> he's my new best friend. Um, yeah, he was lovely, and he not ever seemed like he wanted me to piss off away from his table. Which is always good, and that's that's one of the things I really love about conventions in general is that sometimes you can just get drawn in and just have a really lovely conversation with somebody who normally I'd just be too frightened to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so if I just bumped into him in a crowd and he happened to look like he liked the turtles, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, you guy, who's your favourite turtle?" and then just talk to him because that'd be fucking weird and difficult and a little bit <laughs> bananas. But yeah, he was a lovely chappy, and no, um, he was. I need to find somewhere to put that print because our walls are pretty much covered in Bevis sketches. (laughs) I have now got three Bevis uh, sketches, three ones, and all of them are, one's framed, two waiting to be framed. Nowhere to put them. I've got to completely redo my wall next year. Well, walls. Let me think about what I've got. Well, I've got got a turtle. I've got Deadpool Queen Detective. (laughs) I've got an Anchorman sketch, a fantastic... I love that one, that's brilliant. That one is brilliant. A Fantastic Four, a Black Canary. My wedding invitation was done by Bevis and he sent me the original of oh. that, so that's on my wall too, and the original of the logo for this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one as well that I'm forgetting, uh, which is really bad, but... Didn't you get... Did you say Fanta? I think you did. Maybe yeah, you did. yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With Galactic. <laughs> it's so that's cool. it, yeah. It's like a shrine in my living room. <laughs> just, just a baby. <laughs> I think every, every. Like I've only been to. Uh, this is my third thought bubble, and I think every year so far I've gone to get something from Bevis. So it's just become a thing now. It's like, yep, <laughs> Bevis's oh. table. Throw him at my sketchbook. No, throw my sketchbook at him. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That might, might yeah. hurt the poor lad. <clears throat> I think one of the things I love because it's only my second thought bubs, and it's going back and people remembering you. Mm-hmm. And that's because especially in proper books, because I met them all there, and don't see, did I meet them at Bristol? I can't remember. Maybe, maybe not. But they just remember you, and they remember your name, which freaked me out a little bit. Not your <laughs> name, my name, but <laughs> <laughs> they remembered you, obviously. But no, it's just literally remembering who you are and going up, and you're just like old friends chatting again. That was really nice, especially as we spent nearly an hour <laughs> coloring in. Coloring in. <laughs> That was fun, guys. Don't judge us. Don't judge us. It was so much fun. And it was a rest. <laughs> it was a rest before... Let, let's was... go there. Let's go yeah. there. Yeah. Before yeah. Kelly Sue. <laughs> Kelly Sue. Kelly Sue. So, so, Kelly's cue, we... Do I call her Kelly? That's really rude. Lady DeConnick. <laughs> <laughs> that will do. We attempted to get into her queue a fair few times. I think I had 
like some sort of Q-capping disease. I don't know why I stood with you. Exactly. Tom, I went anywhere near anyone's queue. One of the uh, roller derby healthy women would just roll in and go, sorry, that's the end of the queue, capping it here. And I'm like, no. (laughs) To my knees on the convention floor, not again. Um, Must have happened about six times on the Saturday. And I was starting to think I'd got something like written on my forehead that said, don't let this girl in a queue. (laughs) Not that anyone would see it under my fringe, but still. Well, you know. Um, it's not like you lifted your fringe and said, does it say something? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Is it fringe? Um, <laughs> that would be so weird. Anyway, so we finally got into... Um, Kelly Sue's... Yeah. Lady DeConnick, sorry. Lady, De- Lady DeConnick's Q. Q, yeah. And yeah. that was an experience. Wasn't it, though? It's own because I was quite genuinely terrified. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about you, but I am a nervous person anyway. So the mm. idea of sort of speaking to a strange new person is a little bit frightening. When it's a strange new person who's bloody fucking brilliant. And well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because normally with people, I'm I'm fine. I can chat with them. Not a problem. Perfect stranger in the street as long as they're not, you know, a weirdo. It's fine. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, it's it's like... When, when you meet Gail Simone, it's like, <laughs> words. I love you. And with Kelly Sue, sorry, the lady that is deconic, um, <laughs> meeting her, it's like, shit, what do we say? And, you know, it's it's not like I was getting finger clawed marks in my arm stays. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, so it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it only took a week to go down. It was fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I jest. Oh, but we did. I did literally stand there mm. with the stay swap hanging on for, yeah, sheer terror. And then, well, what I thought was brilliant was to distract oneself from it. You thought, I know, maybe I could stand here and hand out my uh, business card, like for the podcast. I wonder if I just stand here holding them out. Oh, someone <laughs> did take one. <laughs> I think this is a new method that I'm just going to adopt, which is just walking around with a business card sticking out and see if anyone takes it. Because the best thing about a con is that people will just literally be there with their arms held out to hand things like, you know, the flyers and, and shit. And so it works on bloke just came up and said, oh, I'll take that, yeah. And then the two, two young guys in front of us are all I interested. Bad. I feel yeah, about that one, though, because they look like they're going to be too young to hear me say the word cunt as often as I <laughs> Like, I, if you're listening now, guys, in the front, in, in front of us at the uh, Kelly Sue, Decon- Lady DeConnick, Lady DeConnick, please, yeah. please switch off or <laughs> at least listen to this when your mums and dads aren't around. <laughs> please do, because, um, you know, yeah. we say things often that we shouldn't. Because that's the one that <laughs> on the business card, a little explicit uh, note, which is pretty bad of me. I really should have. But, <laughs> oops. You live and learn, don't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good job I had the business card thrusting into the uh, the alleyways as a distraction, though, because I was genuinely, you know, when you do that thing where I think the problem was the fact that we had to wait in the queue for quite a while because that mm-hmm. made me become more antsy because I was overthinking what I could possibly say, and then I thought that's you know this isn't going to happen. Like you're just going to walk up there and say some nonsense. <laughs> I actually think my opening gambit was we've just literally stood in this queue trying to think of what to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally what all we did in the queue was what are we going to say? I don't know. How should, what, what should we do? I don't know. Might throw up. Oh, feeling a bit nervous now. Getting hot and sweaty. Sweaty palms. Sweaty palms. <laughs> 
Oh, God, but she was so nice to us. <laughs> Especially, it's like, oh, shit, it's us. No, shit, it's them. Oh, fuck, now it's us. Oh, crap. She's getting out from bar photos of people. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do that? I oh. just get the feeling that if, if we'd have done that, my face would have been like a beetroot. Like, <laughs> oh, look at it. Look at the photo. Like, I, uh, yeah, I always get panicky at cons because I think... I don't want to say the obvious, like, oh, I'm a really big fan of this, because she's probably heard that a bajillion times yeah. that day alone, <laughs> just from the people she's seen at the con. So I always start to think, what's another gambit I can go for? But I don't have anything witty to say or anything smart to say, so I usually just stand there. I mean, like, when I went to see Fabio Moon and Gabrielle Barr uh, on the Sunday, I literally mm. just handed them my book and said, um, can you sign it to Stacey? Thanks. <laughs> And then I just stood looking at them for a bit, and I was like, oh, thank you, and then walked out. I queued for about 35 minutes. Five words. <laughs> like 20 seconds of interaction. And I can't remember which one's which, but the beardy one looked <laughs> at me and said, hello there. <laughs> I was like, oh, swoon! <laughs> it, it was like, oh, twinge. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, I wasn't prepared for twins. I knew they were brothers, but I was not prepared for twins. It's like, oh, shit, which one's which? Uh, and uh, luckily, the bloke in front of me clearly didn't know which one was which either. And they were making a joke about how the banner behind them, they'd actually made themselves so that you would right. know which one was which. So it was like, this is the one with the beard. The one without the beard is this one. And I, I still can't actually remember now off the top of my head. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that the pair of us were together to meet Kelly Sue helped a lot. Sorry, Lady of the Deconic. That that helped. Yeah. Because by the time we got to the front, it was like, shit, words. Um, mm, can't think of any vocabulary's gone. Mm, shit. And then she offered, should we all start singing? Yeah, Which, I'm glad we didn't take her up I'm on that. I'm glad we didn't do that, you know. <laughs> I said, I, I, I went with the, well, I'm actually in a show. I mean, I'm in Greece and really I, I shouldn't. Um, I wouldn't want to, you know. To protect my voice. <laughs> yeah, you know. And uh, I think you two both agreed that you didn't really have a voice, apparently. I don't believe either of you after singing. So uh, we didn't. And then that just opened up conversation because you went straight into we didn't know what we were going to say to you when we met you because a bit nervous. <laughs> and she was really cool. Yeah, I think that's why she ended up suggesting having a sing because she was like, we don't have to talk. We could just sing at each other. It's like, oh, that would be... Really that strange. <laughs> that would be really strange. Um, but thank you for the offer. Ha ha, I'm terrified, <laughs> by the way. I don't know if you can tell from all the rambling. Ha ha ha. I think we did very well. I think so. I mean, I think you were. Did you get onto a conversation about Superman or something? We did, we did, because um, after you were talking about Greece, oh my god, can we just talk about the Pink Lady <laughs> Pledge? Can we? Awesome because the Pink Lady's Pledge. Uh, in my Captain Marvel, Volume 1, <laughs> you page that says one with Captain Marvel looking all kind of, hey, kick-ass. And I get the Pink Lady Pledge, which I love because she wrote Jenny, dash. I know, I put the dash in. <laughs> the Pink Lady Pledge. And she sat there, like, thinking about it, and I got very excited when she had written the Pink Lady Pledge. Oh, I was like, ah, to act cool, to look cool, and to be, yeah, I add the, eh, cool. <laughs> Till death do us part. Think, pink. I was just cool. I just I just plotted basically. It, it was just oh I think I plotted on your behalf. You did. And not only is it the Pink Lady's pledge, but that is only said in green She's she's so cool. So <laughs> fucking awesome. 
that she watched Grease 2 and remembers it. And I'm going to say on her behalf, perhaps she loves it a little bit. And the, the lady does. The lady of Deconic is happy to tweet me at Angel J5 and tell me if she doesn't. But I think she does if she remembered the Pink Lady Pledge. I concur. I think. Well, there's nothing. What's not to love about Grease 2? There's a it's song just... about reproduction. <laughs> what to love? And let's do it for our country. The most out of tune filmed <laughs> song ever. And it's just comedy <laughs> gold. <laughs> Uh, do you know I haven't seen Grease 2 for years? I think we need to. I need to come visit you and we need to do some karaoke and then watch yep. Grease 2. Is that all right? You, you need to do that. Let's do that, Summer. Come down and see me and Let's, we'll do all of that. We can do a duet of Summer Nights. I'll be Danny because I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it because my friend is totally up for it. I've got Grease 2 somewhere. Oh. I've got it. We'll, we'll have a grease. We'll have a grease I, I was going to say, can we watch just Grease 1 as well? Because, well yeah. Just oh, grease yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just watch yeah. this Grease 1 and 2. My um, husband won't allow grease in our house. <laughs> he, um, to be fair, he has the quite sensible argument that it is genuinely like an awful film in terms of its message. It's like, hey, change yourself, then maybe someone will like you. <laughs> now, but isn't that the same in so many films and musicals? To be fair, though, Danny was considering changing himself until Slutty Sandy walked in, and then pff, why the fuck would he become a jock when that walks in? <laughs> So tight. Those trousers were so tight. She was sewn into them. She was sewn in. God damn, she was got. Are you sure she wasn't vacuum packed into them? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, Pink Pledge. And then the second book she, she wrote Let No One Tell You You Can't Fly. I fucking love her. Fucking love her. Bring it here tomorrow. Look, tear tomorrow. Oh, I could just. I could just. I just want to hug her. Really? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit regretful of the fact that we didn't ask for a photo, but I genuinely think I might have, I don't know, shat myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me take that back. I would not have shat myself, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, I think if she had put her arm around you, so we'd have the little group shot, you might have just hung on to a vice like, and it would be really awkward and get you off of her. <laughs> Yeah, that not that I'd suggest you'd be humping her leg like a dog <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling if, if we'd have had a picture my face would have been reminiscent of like a, a rabbit in headlights like <laughs> <laughs> it would have been brilliant well I wasn't lucky enough to get the Pink Ladies Pledge in my book in fact she almost wrote your name in it because <laughs> we were busy talking so much about Superman and how Absolutely goddamn ridiculous it is that he's not with Lois. I know. Like, I, I, this is still a bugbear for me. Like, I don't understand why we feel like we need to make Superman and Wonder Woman a couple. I don't know. No, I don't don't get it. It's so stupid. I don't get it. It's a lot to do with the toss pot in charge, um, Jim Lee. (laughs) The toss pot in charge. He does not seem to like married couples. Well, don't they think it ages them or something? Which I think is a lot of bollocks. No, I think I read somewhere that he said that it was because he feels like if a if a super powered person has a non powered partner, that partner is going to constantly be like the damsel or whatever the male version of a damsel is in distress because they will be the target for all the enemies. And so, if you have a couple that is solely two powered people then they can fight their own battles and it's not going to all be, oh, Superman's having to go off and rescue Lois again because 
who's going to even fucking try and like, kidnap Wonder Woman? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit, that's not going to happen. But like, and I can uh, I can see where he's coming from in a sense, in that 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 argument makes makes logical sense. Yeah, However, if Lois and Clark have worked as a couple for like a billion years, just seventy-five. Just, well, that's almost a billion. It's almost a billion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost. It's older um, than either of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I don't understand why it needed to change. Like, I just don't. It's like the no. whole uh, Spider-Man, Mary Jane thing as well. Like, that makes no sense to me. Just destroy their marriage for absolutely no good reason. Mm. And it was that sentiment that got me a fist bump from Kelly Sue, delayed iconic person, uh, which was quite exciting. Got a I fist have... bump. Got a fist I mean, bump. I know I got the Pink Ladies Pledge, and don't get me wrong, that's, that's fucking ace. But you got a fist bump. I, I mean, you got you got to touch not in a weird skin. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit weird, but you got a fist bump. I mean, granted, I almost came across to try and you know just like, can I have can I have one too? Go on, because I agree. <laughs> I thought better of it and thought no because that looks really needy. <laughs> I've got to say though, like I am, I'm not creepy. I have washed the hands since. <laughs> <laughs> I did threaten not to, but that was, in fact, a joke. <laughs> At least you didn't, like, tattoo on your hand or something fist-bumped by Kelly Sue DeConnick. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would so be weird. weird, somewhat weird. But she was an absolute star, and um, yeah. I think, at the very end of the conversation, I sort of babbled at her, would you like to come on my podcast, have a business card? And then scurried away, embarrassed that I even thought to ask her. But that was, <laughs> it was a she humoured me, it was not... <laughs> It was. It, I thought it was very brave of you to do it, and you did. I, you know, I've already said oh, I'd happily be your wingman. <laughs> she, she would appreciate that term from Cap. You know, Captain Marvel, wingman, yeah. wingwoman. She'd appreciate it. Sure even though, I, even if I sit there all the way through with the microphone muted, <laughs> just, just squeeing and not getting recorded. <laughs> <laughs> just every now and then popping on saying, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Watch out, um, fist bump. <laughs> fist bump. Is there a is there a cyber way we can fist bump? Is there some way we can do no. Um no. I feel like I'm gonna scare her off now if she ever listens to the episode. <laughs> don't don't be frightened, I'm not as creepy as we We were very excited. It was such a it was such a good con day and to have that as because I think that was pretty much the last thing we did, wasn't it? Before that was, yeah. Yeah, before we decided before like... enough to swear at some Uno car. <laughs> I'm quite pleased that we didn't play the Care Bears today because I would have felt quite bad swearing over Care Bears. Yeah. You know, I could just imagine us going off fucking care you in a minute. (laughs) Fucking care wankers. Oh god! I swear, like I should not be allowed to play games. It just brings out the absolute worst in me. The absolute. Worst. And I love the fact that we kept fucking up the rules, so we don't really know who won <laughs> because we kept fudging it up and forgetting to count the, the cards at the end. Yeah, everyone give back their cards. Don't actually give me the fucking numbers of what you got. No, don't worry about that. Let's let's say it was twelve. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that would do. Let's scribble that down. You come down. Uh, you come down in the summer, right? And my friends and I play board games and Uno with you, and fuck, you'll know competitiveness. <laughs> we'll introduce you to Red Mist. Oh dear. See, I'm quite good at games because I very rarely win them, so I'm so <laughs> to the disappointment that when I win, it's like, hurrah! And when I don't, I'm like, oh well, where's the pizza? <laughs> oh, we'll have snacks, and if it's a good summer, we do homemade milkshakes. Oh, that sounds sexy. It is, tell you. Well, can, I, right. can I make a suggestion? 
Of course. Milkshakes made with mint chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, whoa, I went there. <laughs> oh, God. You can have whatever ones you like because this year we had, what was it, cookie dough. Oh. We had caramel and thick choc chunk. I mean, those bad boys were chunky. That sounds pretty fit. They were good. They were so good. So this is me yes. inviting myself to those then. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Any any time. We'll, we'll arrange something, because I'm obviously not going away next year um, at all, because I'm poor. So. <laughs> yeah, probably me neither. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you should do that. I'll, I'll try to get down. So, it's recorded now, so you have to record this. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah, it's like a binding contract. <laughs> yeah. okay, no, Anything nice. you say, you have to then do. So Hannah will be held within the court of Stacey's podcast part. <laughs> the court of podcasts. Yes. Um, stamp, stamp, it's done. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Surprise. We were, um, so we were trying to calm down from the whole Lady Deconic meeting situation. That's right, Lady of the Deconic. By eating a lot of pizza and uh, watching Doctor Who and swearing at Uno. Um, yep. So after and that was the party, which was probably the only thing I would have to complain about this weekend. Oh, God, I, that was... <clears throat> Yeah. I usually adore the party. It's like one of my favourite parts of the weekend because, honestly, there is nothing quite like watching a bunch of nerds dance. It's hilarious. Because it is just like, it's it just is. none of us can dance, none of us can dance at no. all. It's no. amazing. But we all try and we all have a right fucking laugh and it's great. <laughs> like, we had such a good, like, the past two years I've had such a good time at the uh, the party so I was yeah. really disappointed this year because like obviously most people turned up fairly late because of watching Doctor Who and by the time we got there as it turns out now I don't know if this is 100% true but the rumour going around the weekend was that the entertainment licence that was bought for the Corn Exchange where the party was was mm. for um, 499 people but that is including security staff and bar staff that were already working there they gave out 500 invitations just to the first 500 people <laughs> to book tickets. The exhibitors and guests can get into the party for free without a ticket. So by the time we all got there, there were already uh, like nearly 500 people in the room and mm -hmm. they weren't letting in anymore until they got any more security. <laughs> so <laughs> we arrived and we were told, yeah, it's probably going to be about half an hour before you get inside, guys. Which was pretty disappointing, and I know a lot of people didn't, yeah. and like they sort of got into the queue, waited five minutes, and then thought, "Fuck this, it's cold," and left. Again. <laughs> it and was... let's be clear, it was fucking freezing. It was pretty. It wasn't just cold. I mean, the ladies were standing to attention. You know. Yeah, yeah I could have took someone's eye out with mine. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I couldn't even. Mind, so. I um I made the mistake of getting my legs out for the first time in like ever because normally if I'm not wearing leggings then I'm wearing very thick black tights that are basically leggings. Uh no no this time I thought I'll just straight up go with uh, with the old legs. Nah mistake, mistake. It was cold. Um luckily a lot of people left the queue in front of us though so we managed to get to the front fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but I know there were a lot of people. I think Matt Fraction got turned away. <laughs> Which is pretty bad. I know, bless him, Lee Gallagher came all the way down just for the party because um, at the time his missus was pregnant. She actually had the baby today, so congratulations, Lee. Well, not, not today when you guys will be listening to this. <laughs> today, uh, the 16th of December. Congratulations, Lee, because your baby's well cute. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the oh, picture on Facebook? It's adorable. 
Um, but he actually came down just for the party, got in, and then realised all the 2000 AD people that he'd come to meet had been waiting to get in and then fucked off because they couldn't be asked. So he left again <laughs> <laughs> to go and find them. I think a lot of people went to the um, the hotel bar at the Marriott. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Sounds like it would have been a good idea, aside from the fact that it was ludicrously expensive. But about... Uh, how long did you stay at the party? It was t- till about midnight? Um, yeah, I think I stayed until about midnight. Mm-hmm. Just about then, because then it was me, Dion, Paul, I think. Yeah. And Barry and David, Dave Monteith, and two others that I've forgotten the name of. <laughs> Which is really quite awful because we hung out in their hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we all left together and walked. And we and actually, as much fun as the that he was, and I did dance a little bit. I'm quite ashamed of myself for dancing to fucking Taylor Swift. And oh, uh, I love Taylor Swift. Joe, you know, when that song <laughs> came on, I started thrashing around like a lunatic. And this bloke called Jack, who I'd just sort of befriended on the dance floor, yeah. <laughs> he, he turned to me and he went, "What are we dancing to?" And I was like, "Taylor Swift." And he was like, "Oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore." <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that and that "Call Me Maybe" fucking song, and I was dancing like a twat to that as well. But all in good jest. It was good fun. You know, but yeah, we did leave about midnight and walked back. But actually, we had such fun. Yeah. Well, I am starting to think it, it might have been a sensible idea to come back with you because I don't know if you're aware of the uh, the drinks situation as well. Yeah, it was a little um, bit. <laughs> pretty much around the time that you uh, went, they'd run out of spirits. They'd not got much wine left. They were down to one beer, which was a bitters, from what I'm a, from what I can understand. But I don't drink beer, so I didn't know. Uh, yeah. And they'd run out of lemonade. So essentially, yeah. what they had was a couple of bottles of wine and orange juice, <laughs> <laughs> which was ridiculous. I mean, um, I had, uh, I did manage to get a couple of lemonades in because I was, I am a bit notorious for not leaving the dance floor once I'm on it. So I was yeah. uh, sweating cobs. <laughs> by about midnight so i did manage to get a couple of lemonades rehydrate myself before they actually ran out full and ran out of booze did share a bottle of wine with nick and uh clarky i think it was which was good that was the only booze i drank all night but um i did i had a really good time at the party but it was like just the worst organization and what i don't understand is they had this party at the corn exchange last year so why they did it any differently (laughs) to last year is a little bit beyond me yeah, it didn't Weird. seem it didn't seem very well planned. Like I say, the the you know you couldn't get in, and then they ran out of booze. And by the, I did say that <laughs> practically the very end though. I think it was about like twenty past three when I left. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was early hours when you came in, wasn't it? Because we I think we we stayed up and chatting until nearly two because mm-hmm. we were just talking about Doctor Who and not just the episode, but also the uh the adventures in space and time. Was that the drama the night before? Oh yeah, yeah. That special, yeah, we were, we were talking about that and stuff too. And then I mentioned the fact when I was, which um, Dave thought was really great. He gave me a huge big hug. He gives good hug. He does give good hug. Gives good hug, does Dave. Well done, Dave. I loved that hug. I'd have more. <laughs> Just hugs, you know. Um, and then we all departed at about two because Barry had to get up really early for a panel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bless, <laughs> Bless his heart. And then I think you came in a couple hours later. Yeah, it was almost four o'clock when I rolled in. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I did, I did, I did hear you. Fuck, that was hilarious. 
I thought I was going to be so stealthy. I like I was so slow with it, opening the door and closing the door. And I thought I'm making as as a little amount of noise as I possibly can. You know, took took my uh, my bag off and sorted myself out. Went into the toilet. And what does the door do? Bong! I was like, oh, balls, balls! I've definitely woken up. <laughs> but then, like an absolute knob, I just proceeded to like clang around in there. Then just like trying to get changed oh strapless bras man they're the bane of my existence <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that reminds me i wore a dress that had the turtles on at the party that's right you did went that down very freak. well with that a lot of ace. people um but the party was it, i did have a laugh and i did get home safe even though we walked because i'd vowed i was not going to walk i was like i'm getting in a taxi i do not care but then david Wynn was like let's go to subway i was like yeah let's do that <laughs> What I love is that the following morning, even though I did hear you clatter in the bathroom, I thought, I'm not fucking waking up, no, I'm nearly asleep, I'm, you know, what I love is that the next morning you say to me, thing is, I was being really quiet, and then I laid in bed, and you're like, I wonder if I should have woken up, or would there's someone to talk to then for a little while. <laughs> I was so adrenaline -y. Like, I don't know if it was like because of the party and the fact that I'd sort of gone past the point of being tired. I literally lay in bed for like two hours before I even nodded off. And then my mum went off at ten past eight, I think, and I was like, uh, <laughs> why me? Which was really sad. Oh, but uh -oh. so fun. So fun. So I and Sunday was good. It was a little quiet. I all a bit uh, uh, that. Zombie. And, yeah, yeah. So things moved a little bit slower, but it was still quite packed, really, at the yeah, con. Yeah, it was a good turnout, I think. Like, even, yeah. um, even towards the end of the day when, uh, you know, just like, because you sort of left it about, was it about three-ish? Yeah, something like that, yeah. That you wandered off to get your... Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I hung around until about, I think it was about after uh, after I got my signature from uh, Fabio, Moon and Gabrielle Bar. And uh, oh, one of them, bless, drew a little picture in my book because I was like, he, I think he heard me mention to, I was chatting to somebody in the queue and I mentioned that my sketchbook was with um, Jack Lawrence at the time. He was doing my Donatello sketch. And mm. I was like, oh, because flipping Fabio Moon and Gabrielle Bar were doing free sketches for cunt's sake. And I was like, oh, I haven't got my book. That is, oh. I was so mad because I was like, free sketches, <laughs> free awesome sketches. So he doodled a little picture in my book, which I thought was quite nice. It's like, ah, oh, thanks, whichever one of you you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after after I sort of stared at them for a few seconds, um, mm. I went and got my signature from Fiona Staples because um, the, the one thing Rich asked me to do since he wasn't coming to the con was get Saga signed by <laughs> by Fiona Staples. And every time I tried to get nearer, it was like, cues capped, cues capped. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I think I actually ended up in her queue at about half four on the yeah. day um and then as soon as i got my uh, my signature from her i just left and i went and sat down in the hotel lobby because i was like i am dead <laughs> i am literally dead but did i tell you about the uh the fun thing that i did because i'm a knob when we left no. oh no. god i'm such a dickhead so i'm sitting in the hotel lobby for a good half hour mm if not 45 minutes, waiting for Phil, who was getting the same coach home, which is good because I couldn't remember how to get to the coach station. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting in a hotel for like almost an hour. 
Phil comes along, shows me his Fiona Staples sketch, which I'm immediately incredibly jealous of, um, <laughs> and then says, shall we wander over to Tesco, grab something to eat on the coach, and then go to the coach station? And I'm like, yeah, good stuff. Go around to Tesco. There's no food to buy. <laughs> there were no sandwiches and stuff, <laughs> so I ended up taking a, a sharing bag of Doritos and two scotch eggs. <laughs> Why I thought that would be good coach food. <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. I had one scotch egg and I was like, oh, I feel sick. Oh, oh. <laughs> mistake. Regrets. Um, <laughs> but sort of we got out of the Tesco, which is like only around the corner from the hotel, but quite a large corner, I feel like I should stress. We start walking to the coach station and all of a sudden I realised that the bag that I put behind the desk at the hotel is still behind the desk at the hotel. <laughs> I went, still. He went, what? I went, I haven't got the bag. <laughs> He went, what? I was like, my bag that I left at the hotel with all my stuff, all my sketches in, oh my God. And he was like, I thought you'd have picked that up when we were at the hotel, away <laughs> the hotel bar for ages. I was like, well, you think? Sort of like totally shit myself. We had to go in the corner, go and get this bag. And then we literally ran to the station. Now, I have been trying to train for a half marathon next year. And I can tell you that running for a little bit on the treadmill is nothing like carrying a bag. <laughs> With two bags, actually, full of, like, books and graphic novels and comics and clothes and sh- hair straps. It was not light. Oh, God. We got there. Like, Phil had to run ahead of me because I was practically dying of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> like, ran all the way there. Got there with, like, three minutes before the coach went. I was like, Phil, I'm so sorry. He was like, it's okay. We're here now. I'm like, oh, I'm really, I feel really bad. I feel really bad. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. He's like, it's okay. Catch your breath. Just just get on the coach and calm down. Got on the coach. Of course, then, I had planned to be asleep on the coach for the entire way home. But I was so, like, my heart was racing. I was literally dripping with sweat. Because on top of the fact that I was carrying all this shit, I was wearing my winter coat and a scarf and gloves at the time. So I was literally just sweating cobs on this coach. Like, I can't believe we almost missed a coach. What what would I if I hadn't remembered my bag? Like, this is what I think. If I'd have gone all the way to the fucking coach station and then thought, I haven't got my back. Oh, shit. What an absolute fucking not. So that was a little bit of an adventure. Yeah. At the end See, of the day, which was really warranted. <laughs> my train journey was just shit. I mean, it started off with the fact that the hotel that we were staying at, even though she said, I'll book you a taxi, I should have stood there and watched her do it because she forgot and there wasn't one booked. So I had to go in and say, can you get it on the rush? Because I need to get there quite quickly. For my train, which they apologised for and did really quickly, so that was fine. But the train journey was shit. Oh no. It was like three or four changes, and every train, apart from my very last one, which was from, I think, Ely to Norwich, was just packed. Oh. And I had my big satchel, and I had my little wheelie, you know, travel case thingy. And on the train I got on before getting to Ely, I'm trying to walk down. You know what carriages like? They're really narrow walkways down the middle. Yeah. And this, this, there's all, all of the things where you put all your bags on top that I forgot the name of. The racks, that's the word. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <or>, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all completely full. So I'm trying to get along this very narrow walkway. And this young woman has got her carry case about the same size as mine in the middle of the fucking thing. Well, I say in the middle, but by the time it reached over, it was because it was right next to her seat. And I got a fuck off great satchel that is bulging. <laughs> and, and then I've got my very heavy case because I reorganized all my packing and fucking stacked with books. And I, I think I just, when I got just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you're having a laugh, aren't you? I either thought that or I said, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> I may have said something along the lines of, uh, well, that was a good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> As I tried to lift my case over and then just dragged my satchel behind me and I probably hit a few people. I'm not particularly apologetic about it because... That was about the third train I was on, and I was very tired, and these people were very annoying. And then I got to my seat, and this woman was about to sit down in it next to her husband. Uh, and I said, uh, excuse me, that's my seat. Don't even fucking think it, woman. Don't even. <laughs> all right, I didn't quite say all of that, but I thought it. <laughs> but you said and it look, with your eyes. <laughs> I did. My eyes said it. And her husband said, oh, yeah, your seat's opposite me, next to the window. So this bloke had to get up so that I could sit down. And I've got my big bag with my sketches in that I'm trying not to crease, which got a little bit creased, which I was a bit fucked off about. Oh, no. Oh, and it wasn't until I got on the last train where I could have a big seat to myself. And it's for disabled people. And it said, should I disabled? I thought, no, fuck off. <laughs> well, how politically incorrect is it, Jennifer? <laughs> I know. It's very wrong. of It's obvious. Disabled person come on, I would have obviously got up. If they were pregnant, I would have considered it. <laughs> Depends how far along they were. Thankfully, <laughs> no one did. And I could sit there and I could watch some Miranda and till I got into Norwich. And then I said to Dad when I met him, he met me at the train station, said, do you know what? I think next year, if I can go next year, I'll stay over till the Monday. Do you know, I was thinking the same because yeah. after um, Baggate... <laughs> <laughs> I would I would really rather not leave my bag behind the, the reception because the worst thing was as well, when I actually got there, she said, oh, we've moved them all into a conference room because uh, yeah. we needed the backspace. So yeah. when I, like, so we sort of, I was like pelting down the car. I was like, can you hurry this up? I've really got to go and get my coach. And we're like pelting down. It's like an episode of Doctor Who, just pegging it down this corridor. I'm like, okay. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So I think it would be a sensible plan to stay to the Monday if I can afford it. Overall, I had a bloody wonderful con. And I feel like I need to say thank you very much, dear Jenny, for uh, <laughs> not murdering me. Not straight up murdering me. Because the, um, like, the, the thing on the Saturday about me, well, Sunday morning, me sneaking back in from the party being not even slightly drunk, but the noisiest person <laughs> in the fucking world. That wasn't actually the first night I'd done that. Because like a div, I decided to go out on the Friday night as well. Well... I didn't go back in quite as late then, though, did I? It was about two thirty, quarter to three, something like that. <laughs> it was, it was, it was mildly late on the Saturday night, wasn't it? You only, it's only two parties you did in one weekend. Yeah, I've, um, I made <clears throat> my Mertalis, so I don't think I can cope with going out quite late two nights in a row, with the combination of getting up early to get in the con <laughs> the following days, because I was. Well, you know, I have to say, it was, it was a brilliant year. And it was great fun showing the hotel room with you. And I was just really quite pleased that you stayed. <laughs> um, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would take a lot more than... Uh, I was just glad that you didn't get sick of me rolling in because I'm a bit of a notorious party fiend when it comes to Thought Bubble. And I was concerned that my rolling in at four o'clock would make you hate me forever and no, no. want me out of your life entirely. <laughs> How could I ever want you out of my life and time? How now, could it... you live without me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like singing day. I probably won't, though. Shall we get festive up in this bitch? Let's get festive. Let's mm. get festive. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Deck the halls with bells of frosty. Tis the season to be jolly. Do you ever yeah, find that you don't really know the rest of the lyrics? Yes, like, I, I know a lot of opening yeah. bits. As soon as I get to that, I'm like, that'll do. Well, that was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Right. So, um, in a bid to get festive. Yes. I tasked you with the quite immense task I realised when trying to do this myself, with picking your three favourite tippity top Christmas films. It was not easy. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard because there's actually a lot of good ones. There's a lot of yeah. shit. Well, I have taken the slightly controversial route of including films that are also just set at Christmas, as <laughs> as oh, opposed to being necessarily about Christmas. Was one of yours Die Hard? That was one of my honourable mentions. It didn't quite make it into the top three. And um, and I've got to say, like, Rich always, every year, busts out Gremlins, and that scares me, and I don't like it. <laughs> got about Gremlins being set around Christmas. I have, in that case, I've got at least two honourable mentions. <laughs> one of them is not Gremlins or Die Hard. <laughs> and I'm right. Writing, oh, that's what it was. I'm going to write it down before I forget what it is again. Well, the way I see this going, we'll go for your number three, then my uh, number three then your number two, then my number two, and then the honourable mentions, and then we'll bust out our number ones. And I actually did just punch the microphone then if you heard a sound. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. Right. Okay. My number three would be (laughs) Miracle on 34th Street. I have never seen that. 1994 version with Dickie Attenborough as Chris Kringle. You know the story of Miracle on 34th Street? I I don't, actually. I've never seen it. So it's all set in America, in New York, and there's this uh, big, big, big toy shop, and um, it starts really at Thanksgiving with the big Thanksgiving parade. Um, this old man, as uh, played by Dickie Attenborough, he's watching this, and he just he sees this guy, who's dressed up Santa, act like a complete knob, and he's very drunk and rubbish. But he shows him how to use a whip properly and, and all this stuff. Anyway, anyway, I'm going off track. Um, <laughs> Eventually, what happens is Dickie Attenborough becomes the, the shop's Santa Claus, right? And he basically says that he is the real Santa. And a rival toy store um, try and get uh, Santa into trouble, and it all goes to court. And I'm um, making a synopsis of this because it's a really good film, and I make it sound <laughs> awful. Um, but it all goes to court, and it's basically about can you prove that he is the real Santa Claus or can you not? And it's getting the entire city to say we believe and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just a really nice Christmas film mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just love it. There is an original version from, like, I think the 1930s, black and white. I think it's the 1930s. But I really like that one. And I can't remember any other actors that are in it. Oh, Jane, uh, Jane Leaves is in it. It's currently now in uh, plays Joy in Hot in Cleveland, which I fucking love. It's hilarious. But that's off the topic. Um, <laughs> So that's my number three. You should watch it. Miracle on 34th Street. I think I'll add that to the list. Me and Rich are currently doing a 12 films of Christmas thing where we're watching 12 films that are either Christmas films or set at Christmas Ah, before Christmas Day. I think we've only actually watched, I want to say, five so far, which uh, my number three is one of the ones we haven't watched yet, which is uh, Scrooged, which is amazing. Like I have, I didn't. I watched that for the first time last year around Christmas, 
Um, and yeah. I can't understand why I haven't watched it before because the tale of the Chris, of, of a Christmas Carol is a really good story, and it's yeah. got Bill Murray in it. Yeah. So why haven't I seen this before? <laughs> Last year again. Explain this. I don't understand. <laughs> it is funny and it is smart and it is like it. It brings a Christmas Carol sort of. I want to say up to date, but up to the date of which it was made. <laughs> yeah, because it's first, like what early 90s late 80s i think so yeah so it's a little bit dated but it's um it's really chuffing good like if you happen to like christmas or bill murray you should probably you should probably have seen it by now you should probably watch that shit because that's good yeah Yeah. no i love it funnily enough that was my number two oh no i've ruined it (laughs) i know i know but i you know there's there's so many other good uh, christmas movies i uh i i could have said the grinch because I, I bloody love that, or um, A Nightmare Before Christmas. But I decided to go with Scrooge because it is so good. It's a great telling of the, like you say, a Christmas carol story. And it's just funny. I mean, I love, um, which one was Was it The Ghost of Christmas Present? The Fairy Woman. The Fairy Woman. Oh, yeah. I can't remember which one she was. I can't remember which one. I think, yeah, she was a, yeah, she was Christmas Present because a taxi driver was a Christmas past. Yeah. The, the the one who's dressed up like a fairy, she was hilarious. I loved it when she smashes Bill Murray in the face with a toaster. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Just brilliant. So, yeah. So you get to do your number two now. Yay! Exciting. My number two is incredibly nerdy, uh, but it has to be Batman Returns. Really? I love that. I absolutely adore that film, even though, like, it couldn't be less Christmassy, really, if it tried. <laughs> Because like it's obviously set at Christmas, and there is a big Christmas tree. Yes. There are presents and things, but there's also Danny DeVito in a dirty white onesie, and <laughs> uh, Michelle Pfeiffer being incredibly sexy. Yes. And this yeah. is one of the films that was on our list, and we have watched this like just the other day. And I, I can't get enough of this film. Like whenever it's on the telly, which is on a lot. Yeah. Um, whenever it's on, if I'm not, if I haven't got anything else to do, I'll just, I'll just watch that. I'll just watch it again. <laughs> yeah. No, it was on Sky Movies the other day, and I, it was—I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. Like it yeah. doesn't—it's—it's it's not what a lot of people probably wanted of a Batman film, but no. um, I don't really care because I think it's brilliant. I just kind of love Danny DeVito. Like I really yeah. do. He um he's just bought out uh, a <laughs> he now makes a limoncello. <laughs> <laughs> which which is on the market for like thirty pound a bottle and I really want some but not for thirty pound a bottle. No, no, I can appreciate that, yeah. <clears throat> but no, I, I like those Batman movies. Yeah, I um but, I liked yeah. I liked Batman and Batman Returns. I think um yeah. I haven't I'll be honest, I haven't seen Batman Forever for a really long time. But not I think that's much. I was gonna say, I think that's because I remember that it wasn't very good. Like I just Yeah. I just think the way Tommy Lee Jones sort of attacks Two Face in that is just the mm. it's too Joker, it's yeah. too it's not it's too bonk like I just don't like it. Yeah, and then there was Batman and Robin, and that was just. I actually um tried it's... to watch that with my sister at a drunken night in that we had, and even yeah. drunk, it's still too bad for you to laugh at. Like it's just it, terrible. I kind of watch it on occasion, but it's just awful, just plain awful. It's genuinely bad. <laughs> genuinely bad yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am no scared to do the honorable mentions in case any of mine are your number one <laughs> so shall we just go straight to your number one sure all right okay on, my number what? one that's a terrible drum roll <laughs> i'll just i'll bang my i'll bang my desk yeah there it was uh a muppet's christmas carol 
Of course it is. Mappy's green. It's just come on, come on. <laughs> it just oh, it's fucking ace. It you is know. brilliant. It is like the lamp, not the rat. Like the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> brilliant. And um, you know, oh, Miss Piggy, and every, and the songs are brilliant. Although I'm still really pissed off with Disney because in the original release and on the original VHS videotape that I wore thin, there was a song that Belle, who was Scrooge's girlfriend and fiance, I believe, um, she sang "When Love Is Gone," and it's on the friggin' like anniversary soundtrack of it. They removed the song um, "When Love Is Gone." Yeah, not not happy with Disney removing my favourite song. Fuckers. It's pretty rude, to be fair. It was it was rude. I wasn't I wasn't appreciative of that. But other than that, it's still my favourite and it's really, really funny. And it's got Gonzo as Charles Dickens <laughs> and Rizzo the Rat as Rizzo the Rat. Yeah. It's just superb. I so. watched that on the first of December because I was overexcited about Christmas and I'd just put the tree up and I was like, Tree, 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 Christmas, 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 let's watch a Christmas film. Um, and that was the first one we had to hand and I love it I absolutely love it I um, we saw it a couple of years ago at um, there's a pub in Birmingham called the Jekyll and Hyde that occasionally mm. has like these film nights and it yeah. basically they just like lower a screen down and project a film on it while you all have beer and oh, things and brilliant. The, the one year it was the Muppets Christmas Carol and uh, that was good oh so good drinking oh, you watching go. films is the best yeah <laughs> I, um, I'll agree, because I don't really know. I'll agree. I'm going to go with drinking a drink and watching films. Awesome. Drinking a hot chocolate. Mm, hot chocolate. Do love a galaxy with frothy top. Mm, Couple of marshmallows, don't mind if I do. Yeah. Come on in. What's your number one? My number one is, uh, and it kind of always had to be, Elf. I oh, Elf. love Elf so yeah. goddamn much i could easily watch that film every day in december oh. and it would not get boring for me i have seen it i have got it i do like it but it took me time to get to like it because i didn't like it first time i watched it and then i watched it and realized it's just really stupid <laughs> see it was like an instant love for me because it is just really stupid which is great but also i'm pretty much in love with will ferrell um, yeah and i think the the oh god just him just behaving like a small child is just the greatest thing to watch ever he's just so cute oh so lonely and i think it's a really lovely story <laughs> and it's really like it's kind of cheesy the whole like you know santa sleigh running on belief in santa and it's an all-time yeah. and that kind of book but it's just so nice it's so nice and zoe deschanel has yeah. a voice that's true. I like. I keep forgetting she's in it, and she's bloody brilliant. Yeah, she, she doesn't. Brilliant. She doesn't suit being blonde though. She shouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. No, she should definitely just stay dark all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But no, cool movie though. I don't. I will watch it just for because it's an easy watch. You don't need a brain to watch it, so to speak. Yeah. No, no, that's that's true because it is just silly and fun. But I think there's there's nothing quite yeah, as, exactly. as good as seeing uh, Will Ferrell dressed as an elf getting hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but it's very funny. Yeah. I mean, slightly off on a tangent, but on the same actor. I can't wait for Anchorman too. Oh, that's where I'm going to be on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Blatantly placing that into my eyes. Well, um, if Saving Mr. Banks is no longer playing on Sunday, my friends and I might be going to do that too. Oh, so. good. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. Oh, ninety-three. Oh, it's just like my favourite thing ever. Oh, funny. 
anyway, I think technology is telling us it's time to shut the fuck up and go to bed. So it is really, isn't it? It's being such a shit. It's, yeah. it's been an absolute it's fading in and out a lot now. I know. Bastard thing. We're going to end up like fucking recording yep. this whole thing again. <laughs> That's fine. Just just let me know when I will sort something out if it's absolute shit. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Thank you very much for coming on to the show again. It's lovely to have you as ever. Delay. <laughs> Delay. I know it has been a real treat again. Oh, jeez. D- despite technology being really shit and not our friend at all, <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed tonight, and, and we'll look forward to it again next time. You know, when the lady of the Decon, when, when lady of the Deconic comes on the show, awesome. Let's do that. And, um, yeah, I'm probably going to need a wingman for that. I'll be honest. Like, if the thing that I realised, like thinking about it, like when I was collating my notes for this episode, is that I realised that the only person I actually spoke to at length was the lady Deconic, and that's possibly because you were there to help me. <laughs> I think I think you should have been there for Fiona Staples because I pretty much just walked up to her and I said, "Can you sign this for my husband because he's not here?" <laughs> oh, all weekends and that's all you got. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. But um, guys, that was episode twenty-three. Um, if you would like to comment on the episode or uh, invite yourself to be upon the parlour, um, I now only have one name left. So it'd be really nice if some people would volunteer. <laughs> like, really nice. Um, you can drop me an email at stacysparlour at gmail.com. I realised the other day that I don't spell that for people, and I probably should because there are a lot of ways of spelling Stacy and also a lot of ways of spelling parlour if you're not from the UK. So it's S T A C E Y S. P-A-R-L-O-U-R at gmail.com. Imagine all the emails I could be missing out on, guys. Imagine them all. Um, or you can get in touch with me I on know. Twitter at StaceBobT, capital S, capital T. Would you like to plug your uh, social media presence, McJenny? <laughs> Um, if you if you wish to, you can find me on the Twitter too at AngelJ5, capital A. I think that's the only capital in it. And that's really all I am it's on social media, really. I'm a, I'm a bit choice when it comes to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want random strangers. like fa- Not really. I always find it really strange when people who listen to the show try and add me because they don't tell me who they Facebook. are. So I'm like, ignore. <laughs> so like, if you don't go, hi, I listen to your show, um, can we be friends? Then I haven't got a clue who you are. It's like, delete. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, guys. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, but yes. So, um, how much would it cost me to get you to sing a bit of uh, Freddie Molove right now? <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah. Oh. I've sung twice, technically. Can I so- remember it all? Um, okay. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, all right. Freddie, my love, please keep in touch while you're away. How much more do you want? As much okay. as you want to sing. Um, hearing from you can make the day so much better. Getting a souvenir or maybe a letter. Um, I nearly flipped over the grey. Cashmere sweater, Freddie, my love. Freddie, my love. Freddie, my love. Freddie, my love. There you are. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I was so sad that I couldn't come and see Greece, but you do live, like, at the arse end of nowhere. <laughs> ankle of the country so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's quite far quite far let's put it, that it on. is it is but you know like i say i made a promise so come down in the summer 
Yeah. I might I might even meet you at the train station. <laughs> Woo-hoo! I'm just going there now. If there's a if there's a mint flavoured ice cream cocktail, uh cocktail, <laughs> what is wrong with me? I'm coming off as such an alcoholic. I am not usually super drunk, boys. I feel like I should specify that. She is. <laughs> not all the times. Anyway. A lot of the time. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again for coming and anyway speak to you probably after christmas uh, yes lovely well have a good one everyone and to yourself thank you for having me again oh, it's been a pleasure it's all right it's all right it's always a pleasure me darling and oh. uh merry christmas to all the listeners and a super happy new year and um i don't know i might sing another song later ah uh, nice <laughs> I don't know, I might just insert a song in there for a laugh. Probably going to have to like sing about six different songs that I can just cut into the bits where we were going, can you hear me? Amanda, what's going on? <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, right. TTFN chaps, tot off now. Like this. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. And outside the snow is falling, friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand. Just holding your hand. We're riding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy and cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us, they ride together with you. There's a birthday party at the home of Farmer Gray. It'll be the perfect ending to us. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop At the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop 